This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. Shy and quiet, could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Carrie Moynihan. And this week, we're working on our fitness. <laughs> it's imperfectly fish. It is. Again, tedious, tenuous, vaguely even upon type of a title. Yeah. I mean, imperfect fit probably would have yes. worked better because perfect fit is what they're playing on, I guess. But look. Who are we to uh, to, to give out about <laughs> titles? <laughs> I have to say the title of next week, which we will reveal at the end, is quite a good pun. But um, mm. we'll we'll get to that later, listeners. And uh, we will start off with the blurbs. And I'm going to read the Wikipedia one, which is Liz takes a job at the, at the Tribune and develops feelings for a co-worker who tries to talk her into leaving Todd for him. That's pushing it a bit, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's yeah, that, that is inaccurate, I would say. <laughs> also, it's not a job. It's yeah. work experience. <laughs> that was pretty unorthodox, unorthodox work experience. Anyway, uh, second part of the blurb is Jessica and Lila are desperate to be part of the fitness video that Cheryl is hosting. And that actually is uh, pretty spot on. Yeah, that bit is, to be fair, accurate. Uh, so yeah. how is the uh, how's the Amazon one in comparison? Hell yeah, they keep it very short. So again, the shorter it is, the less chance to fuck up. So it's simply <laughs> Liz interns at the Tribune and warms up to her co-worker, Peter. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even mention the fitness part. No, we don't Making even get the... B plot or C plot or anything. It's <laughs> main plot or nothing. The C plot, if we can call it even a plot, is yeah. the best. It's, in it's, it's, it's two scenes, but it's adorable. And I was a big fan. Oh, same. Well, we begin this episode at the Moon Beach where Liz and Cheryl slip into a booth and uh, Liz orders the usual. And then Winston's called out to the kitchen two meat pancakes with sesame berets and Idaho fingers. And what might that be, Karen? Well, it turns out he's practising his shorthand ordering technique. Although I, I don't understand how that's shorter than saying two burgers with fries. It <laughs> is way more syllables than what he said. Way more. I think it's literally three times as long, if yeah. not more. <laughs> But uh, Cheryl uh, cancels her usual order for something a lot more joyless. Oh, God, very much so. Yeah, she changes it to like a, a mixed salad with the ranch dressing on the side. Um, non-fat ranch oh, dressing. That's right. Non-fat ranch dressing. But that means that Winston has to <laughs> talk his, his mad fucking diner language now to, to replace the order. But he did. I did enjoy this one because he calls it a lettuce luau with a skinny yeah. cowboy riding solo. 
<laughs> that sounds more fun than basically a lettuce with um I mean I do like a, a leafy salad myself, but there's something about non fat ranch dressing sounds like just a whole load of E numbers <laughs> chucked in a jar. <laughs> but uh, Liz is rightly horrified that Cheryl seems to be on a low-fat diet but Cheryl rather implausibly claims that uh, she has a, a bona fide wide reason for this uh, weight-watching uh, mm. meal Yeah, in fairness she does say that she's not trying to lose weight she's just trying to eat healthy uh, but then reveals the reason why is that she's been asked to host her own workout video um, so Liz is really impressed. She's like, oh my God, like all the supermodels. But we can see Jess and Lila are kind of in the foreground as this yeah. is going on at the counter. So their ears perk up immediately at the sound of this. Well, Liz does point out that Cheryl had retired from modeling, but Cheryl says she made an exception. Uh, she's coming out of retirement for one last job. <laughs> and while she's saying this, hilariously, Jessica slips into the booth right next to Liz and goes, did, did I hear the word video? <laughs> and uh, then we cut to the other side and Lila slips in next to Cheryl and sort of bashing her eyelashes at her. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're very impressed uh, by this. They want to know what it's called. So Cheryl reveals the title is the 30 minute total trimmer. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't sound like it's got anything to do with weight loss at all, Cheryl. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. But uh, Jessica is so impressed. She's like, oh, my God, you're going to be in living rooms all over the country. Um, so she's like, wow, this is this is amazing. But uh, but Cheryl clarifies that she's not doing it for the fame or the exposure, but she's doing it because apparently the proceeds all go to uh, some center for literacy. Yes. Uh, but Lila or Liz pointedly says that most people would just be doing it for the fame and fortune. Mm -hmm. uh, and speaking of fame and fortune, Jessica says that every video workout or workout video needs backup girls. <laughs> and Lila says that she and Jessica are the creme de la creme of, of aerobic exercise. <laughs> yes, and Jessica clarifies that's non-fat creme. I mean cream and looks a bit confused because she's not yes. even sure what she's trying to say <laughs> but you know she's got a point in there somewhere well Cheryl rather passive aggressively says that um, the routines are very complex and uh, Lila says we can do complex and Jessica points out that yeah they complicate we complicate everything which is very true <laughs> it's a very funny little exchange in fairness this is good <laughs> I know. And I am very much enjoying new Lila, I have to say. She's no Bridget Flannery, but no. she's definitely got Lila energy. Like, she does. Lila energy. And this she's funny. Yeah, she is. Like, you know, it's it was they were big shoes to fill anyway. So we just have to take it as a new interpretation of Lila. And I'm enjoying her, I have to say. Yeah. Yes. Same. Well, Cheryl's clearly unimpressed by this <laughs> offer, as well she might be. <laughs> Are we cut to the Casatel Wakefield? Uh, no sign of any Spanish tiles. We'll be continuing <laughs> that debate in the letters section of the next main feed episode. Um, and Liz has exciting news. Yeah, she just gets off the phone and she's like, I got it. And she's really excited, like quite obviously so. And Todd, Jesus Christ, doesn't even look at her. He's just like, did you get it with extra cheese? And Liz is like, oh not the God. pizza. She explains that this was um, this woman called Lucy from the Tribune and says that she got the internship. And like Todd is so surly and unpleasant all the way oh, through this scene. I don't think God. he even looks at her once properly. He doesn't, like, I don't think. He's just 
there's no emotion. He's not a bit excited for her. Like he's giving her absolutely nothing. So his first oh. question is, how much does it pay? And she's just said it's an internship. Like he's completely unenthused. Yeah. He sucks so much. My notes actually here were just like, God, he sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liz explains that, you know, obviously she's not getting paid. It's an internship, like it's experience. Uh, and he's like, oh, maybe you can get them to put sports on the front page. Like he's just, yeah. oh, he's so deadpan and so mean I'm just charmless I'm really bothered charmless. by this he makes old todd look like the most charismatic fucker to ever wander into the moon beach it's outrageous <laughs> he does because at least todd, the old todd looked like he actually you know was in a bad mood this was just like yeah whatever it's just a complete vacuum of yeah. personality and again this isn't the actor's fault i guess maybe he was told to just play this really sullen but it's just like yeah. oh god at least let us try and warm up to this new Todd they've really just given him nothing like that's true like you think they try and make him sort of funny and charming hmm. or at least you know anything uh, but all we've seen him do is either sulk or do his stupid superstitions and that's yeah. basically it and it's mm. uh, yeah unlike new Lila new Todd is not settling it no not, not to us anyway <laughs> well New Todd says, uh, I guess, you know, grudgingly that <laughs> they could celebrate tonight, um, you know, celebrate her, her success. But Liz, extremely <laughs> implausibly, <laughs> she's working on the night shift. Oh, God. This is like a nighttime internship <laughs> for teenagers. I guess so. I mean, I guess she's in school during the day, so she she works at night. But yeah, she says that she can't celebrate with him tonight because they need her to start right away. And that means like literally that evening, which is yeah. so ridiculous. I just don't know what's happening. Well, I mean, what with this and next week's werewolf episode, we are entering a new era of implausible newspaper internships. But oh I have to say this one is at least slightly more realistic hmm. than the That's London fair. one because <laughs> when she says before she goes Liz says there's an important, important assignment waiting for her and then we cut to her in the Tribune office and her job is typing in the small ads and that is incredibly realistic not hmm. realistic as the software we see on the screen but <laughs> <laughs> always a delight to see some, some screen <laughs> and ridiculous graphics I'm just I just love seeing a screen whatever's on it I'm delighted <laughs> same but you know that is the sort of thing you have to do when you're an intern like donkey work yeah like you do the photocopying you're franking letters you're sorting out a filing cabinet you know this is what you're there to do but i don't even know how to describe this annoying person (laughs) but (laughs) my notes a dorkily dressed boy (laughs) makes this sort of wisecrack about oh so you're improving your journalism skills there oh god yeah so this is the thing as soon as he came around I was like I have no idea whether he's meant to be like a senior editor a random journalist (laughs) a fellow intern and therefore school age is like this guy could be he's supposed to be 16 he's 35 who knows (laughs) it's so ambiguous there were no clues as to who this might be at all because yeah his his wardrobe is ridiculous like he's literally wearing one of these kind of like sleeveless fucking sweatery things over his shirt and it's like it's like a sleeveless cardigan it's like a V neck cardigan with no sleeves and he's wearing it over a shirt and he's meant to be a 16 year old boy in like 1996 (laughs) who is this person so yeah in my notes at this stage he was just some guy he starts talking to Liz (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, she kind of cracks a joke about how, you know, she'll be getting her phone call about her Pulitzer Prize any day now. Um, and he's like, oh, she's ambitious. But anyway, it, it eventually becomes clear that he, too, is an intern and is actually mm-hmm. school age as well, <laughs> implausibly. But yeah, that's actually what's happening here. Yes, he goes to Bridgewater, which I love that Bridgewater is canon in the TV mm, series. Same. Um, and uh, yeah, Liz is somehow surprised that <laughs> as a 16 year old or whoever the hell oh, she's meant to be, but anyway, a high school intern, yeah. she is just merely typing the ads and we're told she was spoiled at her last internship. But I was wondering, are they referring to like the Sweet Valley news in the books or like, is no. that meant to have happened? Or... Oh no, do you remember in the first episode uh, in when they were all in Mexico, she was wrecked because she'd been working in LA all summer <gasps> at, the, at, the, at like a magazine or a newspaper. So she was actually you're interning, right yeah previously within this series um so yeah, we obviously we just didn't see it yes that's the thing but obviously she was getting the kind of jobs that they do in the books on their internships <laughs> the kind of implausible <laughs> shit so now she's back to reality and typing up the classifieds and she's like what the hell is this why haven't i been given my own beat to cover <laughs> well don't worry Liz. on the page you'll be doing just that next week <laughs> Well, the the uh, the mystery Bridgewater boy uh, had just done an has just done an internship in Seattle, uh, where he spent all this time pouring coffee. Again, realistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is like I take milk, no sugar. Ha 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 ha. Um. So yeah, he introduces himself as Peter West, and she's like, "Oh, you look familiar." But he says, "Oh no, I definitely remember meeting you." So you know from the start, mm. he's after. He is. I kind of thought there might have been something. I thought he kind of gave a funny look, to like, you know, a, a funny kind of look yes. to himself after that. And I was like, oh, is there like something going on here? Have they met before? And they're going to reveal that later in the episode. But no, it was just a weird moment that didn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised by that happening, I suppose. <laughs> Dropped threads, you say? <laughs> oh, never seen that before. <laughs> Surely not. Well, then they bond over their interest in lover of the literary canon of Western literature and friend of the dead white man, it's Alan Bloom. Okay, I don't know anything about Alan Bloom, so I have no idea what that, like... Well, his name was vaguely familiar, so I was like, that is a book, isn't it? Like a real book, so I googled him, and he is the guy who did the closing of the American mind, which I do remember hearing about secondhand back in the day. So, I mean, maybe there's some Alan Bloom fans and experts out there, but (laughs) basically he was saying, like, the students of today with their you know, superficial, like, boring ways. They should just be reading Plato or they should be reading the canon. And he thought that the youth were uh, Liberty Gibbets who oh, didn't okay. know real life. <laughs> um, this is kind of a, a simplification. Very odd for a 16-year-old to, okay. or wherever she is to be really into fucking Alan Bloom. <laughs> but there's an a lot cooler people you can be into. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, even as I was reading, you know, just the Wikipedia entry, I was like, oh, it's him. Oh, yeah. And I cannot imagine as a teenager why you'd be like, that's what you'd be into instead (laughs) of actual, even somebody like, you know, Tom Wolfe or some of the, or Hunter S. Thompson or somebody. Like, no, you're going for the (laughs) old academic who loves the canon. Okay, Liz. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever you say. Could be worse. It could have been Ayn Rand. I want to there you go. I mean, look. That, but... <laughs> it could always be worse. 
So yeah, this is they bond over this. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. She, I think Liz does say that he's like her favorite author or her favorite writer or something. Anyway, but they kind of with yeah, her kind of, anyway. They're, <laughs> they're, they're chatting about this, and uh, yeah, this woman Lucy, uh, kind of who I think I guess gave them their jobs. I'm not sure what exactly she does in the Tribune, but she kind of spots them chatting and uh, starts giving them a bit of shit. She's like, "Is this a book club or what's going on here?" And is like, "Oh, we're just getting back to work." Um, and then Peter is like starting making jokes. He's like, "Yeah, you know, some schnauzer might be lost somewhere." And Lucy kind of cuts him off, and I'm like, "Why are you giving shit to who's clearly your boss? You're literally an intern, Peter. Just get back no. to typing your fucking ads." But anyway, yeah, she's kind of like, uh, you know, you need to work hard in this industry, and you know, I worked my way up for, to where I am now. But yeah, Peter, damn is just fucking like, right. I know. Lucy. Peter's just like, oh, it was just a joke. Like he's a white man; he has nothing to worry about. Oh, but like this, as as you say, like this is their boss. Yeah. Weird oh. attitude from Peter. <laughs> I hope he makes him clean at the toilets for the rest of the week. <laughs> so, um, he's like, when she goes, he's like, oh, that went well. And Liz says he should stick to making coffee. Mm. Oh. <laughs> we cut to the Casa del Wakefield and Jessica and Lila have a bit of a shopping spree. <laughs> well, yeah, they've, uh, they're coming back laden down with videos. Uh, they've, it looks like they've rented every single model work outfit that's uh, on the market. They're all like in proper like blockbuster videotape yeah. boxes and everything. It's delightful. Uh, but yeah, they're listing out all the, all the tapes they've gotten. They've got uh, Paulette's Power Hour, Taylor's 10 Minute Tushy Trimmer uh, and <laughs> Linda's Leaner Leg Lunges. <laughs> I mean, Linda is the only one who's an like Linda Evangelista is the exactly. only obvious supermodel. I was like, who the fuck are the rest of them? Like? I know. When, when they said Taylor, I was like, okay, we're just making up names now. That's yeah. fine. I was but like, yeah, was yeah. Nikki Taylor? But no, and I do. There was definitely not a supermodel called Paulette. Well, not that we know of on this side of the world, anyway. Um, so, yeah, if we are missing something, listeners, do let us know. Because <laughs> we usually are. Let's face it. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Only mixing up Alan Bloom with somebody else who didn't think that the kids were corrupted by listening to pop music. <laughs> oh god! But uh, uh, yes, so now that they have all these videos, they reckon that after tonight they're going to know everything there is to know about workout videos, and Cheryl will be begging them to be in her video. Though they do only decide to watch the ends of the videos to see how long the hair and lipstick lasts throughout <laughs> the uh, routines. Hmm. And then it doesn't look like they really are, you know, full of get up and go because both of them are too lazy to put the video into the VCR and they just have a long argument over who's going to have to move like two meters. <laughs> but in the next tape or get the remote. Yeah, it's all a big argument. Well, we cut to Sweet Valley High where Enid joins Todd and Liz and Liz has a hilarious story about the office. And I have to say in this case, I can't really blame Todd for being a bit like, oh, for fuck's sake. Ah, uh, yeah, this is kind of fair enough. <laughs> like charmless as he is. Um, when she mentions, yeah, that something funny happened last night at the Tribune. Todd's like, oh, another paper cut trauma. But then like Liz starts babbling on about her and Peter typing out the same 15 pages. And oh, it was so hilarious. And Peter found it and Peter did this and Peter did that. And like, it is very mention y as a... Uh, Yes. as the twins can tend to be sometimes mm-hmm. so um, Todd kind of pulls her aside and he's like look since you started this job like all you've ever talked about is Peter maybe you'd rather spend all your time with him but again it's Todd being really sulky and oh, charmless, annoying <laughs> just like oh he's so sullen why is this even happening <laughs> and also if you had each typed 15 pages worth oh. of ads which means <laughs> at least one of your work was entirely pointless mm. you would not think it was a funny story you'd just be like oh for fuck's sake this was awful yeah like true <laughs> who is so 
cavalier about work that you're like, like, I just wasted an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Well, uh, Edith um, is, uh, Edith is sort of, you know, just going along with this story. Doesn't question it. She does uh, open her locker and finds (laughs) a pig with crests growing out of it. I thought it was a hippo. (laughs) Oh, maybe it was a hippo. Well, you'll see in this listeners why we didn't see him for long. But um, (laughs) yeah, while while she finds this, Liz and Todd actually have a proper fight about Mm. Peter. um, Because Todd points out rightly that he's been going on it. She's got the mentionitis and you know she says that she's they're just good friends um and uh, then the sad guitar plays as liz actually apologizes she does yeah like she does reassure him grumpy and all as he is um uh-huh. and she does suggest look that you know to make it up they can go out maybe the following night so he says he'll pick her up at seven and she's like yeah okay great and kind of heads off and they seem to have kind of made things up but then she has to turn around and she looks like really kind of guilty like oh god about this because she then has to reveal that actually she said that she was going to meet peter at the tribune at seven o'clock the following night so could we make it nine instead and can he collect her from the newspaper office and he's kind of like fine whatever uh, so it, like it's not great for Liz there. You can see why she'd be kind of like, oh fuck it. But also, how the, what did she mean? Like she'll arrange to meet him at seven. Like does he does he sort out the shifts or something? Oh, like what is, what if I, like if I had a job, I wouldn't be saying, oh, I've arranged to meet my colleague tomorrow at half nine. Just you've got a work schedule. <laughs> it's where you're supposed to be. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I have qu- whatever about the the faithfulness to reality of their mm. actual intern assignments. The whole evening shift business is very implausible and possibly illegal. True. Um, yeah, seems seems questionable. A lot of lot of iffy child labor stuff in this town, <laughs> and it's free. So, True. well, we know they don't pay. Well, yeah. we've got a long history across both <laughs> platforms, TV and and page. Um, but on a much more important issue, Enid breaks her little creature. Uh, it's it's Aww. her chia pet. And I never knew what a chia pet was, but I'd seen, I used to see references to it in like sassy magazine and stuff. <laughs> and I yeah. never know what they are. There you go. Yeah, because I kind of saw it and my notes were just like, little hippo guy with watercress growing out of him. Yeah. And then when she kind of says chia pet, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like, that's again, what they are. I would have heard the term chia pet and I actually yeah. did have one although I can't remember <gasps> what he was called because he wasn't a chia pet but me and my brother had like it was this weird little guy it was like a little head <laughs> so like it was like his head. head it was kind of like a little cartoony head like it was like a I don't know it was a bunch of seeds obviously in clay or yeah. whatever <laughs> in like <laughs> in some kind of a wrapping with a little kind of like googly eyes and a little face on it so it was like oh. his hair was growing out of <laughs> press of his head so like that was yeah, that I guess that's what that was. I just don't, I can't remember what we called it or like what it what it would have been sold as. But like chia pet as a phrase, I never knew what that was until literally this episode. Same. Um. Well, who should skate up but shred? And he hilariously, he is so likable. It is kind of hilarious. It's it's kind of magical that they've got like another likable person <laughs> has arrived yeah. at the show. <laughs> um. Because he goes, oh, chia down, and he's like. <laughs> Backup! <laughs> Calling for backup on an imaginary radio. 
it's very cute and endearing like honestly like I, we were kind of surprised how much we liked shred the last episode and even going into this one i was like all right let's see if that was just like yeah you know, beginning kind of charm and now it'll wear off and we'll be sick of him after this episode but no he continues to be a total fucking delight so yeah yeah he's he skates up anyway um because yeah the chia pet guy he's kind of smashed on the ground because oh like, yeah he's broken it's like part of him is kind of ceramic or something i'm not really sure but um yeah so he <laughs> he does this kind of little routine and he's like talking to the chief but like it's gonna be okay little buddy don't try to talk <laughs> and Enid kind of plays along and it's oh. very cute because she's like give it to me straight doc how bad is it <laughs> my notes do say this is very cute because he's so like cute. it's serious but I've seen worse and then goes fear not chia dude he's fighting again in no time and he skates off and Enid looks after him fondly yeah my notes are just like Enid has heart eyes <laughs> That's exactly it. It's very cute. Well, we cut to the moon beach and Cheryl comes out and she's uh, she's surprised to see an out of breath Jessica and Lila laden down with bags. And she asks, do they run all the way to the moon beach from the mall? But no. <laughs> no, they reveal they've just run from the parking lot. Uh, but, but also that they've bought the perfect workout gear. Uh, and they're kind of like pulling things out of bags to show Cheryl and that they've they reveal that they've figured out the, uh, the perfect hair combination as well for the video. Uh, so the style they've worked out is that it's a combination of Claudia's bangs and Cindy's ponytail. Um, Is there real supermodels? Well, there you go. I was just happy to get a proper <laughs> name drop at some point. But Cheryl is very unimpressed by all this. She's like, look, buying clothes and like getting hairstyles and stuff is one thing but you know real exercise takes actual work um and Jessica's like oh yeah we love exercise and kind of like elbows Lila to play along and she's like yeah exactly you know you know what they say no pain no and she kind of casts around and just goes no pain <laughs> but she looks really pleased with herself when she says that like yeah. you know I got it which I like she sells it quite well in fairness to her well Cheryl is not impressed and uh, Jessica does remind her which is a, actually a fair point and it mm. really, really doesn't make sense that Jessica is allegedly so out of shape yeah. um, but Jessica reminds her that she is the captain of the cheer squad but mm. uh, Cheryl says look I've seen the pair of you you get winded turning the pages of Cosmo <laughs> and Lila's like that was a double holiday issue <laughs> So uh, Cheryl's like, uh, oh, fine, whatever, and departs for, as she says, a 10 mile run. Oof. And then we get <laughs> a montage. It's oh, back. Fucking love to see it. So happy. <laughs> yeah, the music is get up because the girls are going crazy. And they sure are. <laughs> God, they really are. Yeah, we can see Cheryl running in the park. She's a lovely kind of like yellow running outfit on. She's got her gigantic Walkman strapped to her shorts. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's running, doing her, her big her big workout. And uh, we see Jessica and Lila kind of pull up in Lila's car and they kind of like join her in the park, kind of jog along beside her, like really funny kind of flailing running as well. Like these yeah, girls have really never gone funny. for a it's... proper run before. And Cheryl's kind of looking at them. She kind of smiles and then she kind of speeds up a little bit. So they fall back and just sort of run back to the car and just kind of nearly collapse on the bonnet of it because they're so wrecked already. <laughs> well, I I also like that Lila has a little sort of spotted neckerchief as, <laughs> along with her her sort of like cycling, you know, proper budding gear. Yeah, <laughs> just a little cherry on top. If she can't wear a beret, you know, she's got to put something in there. <laughs> 
So there's yeah, there's a lot of funny moments. Like they they're uh, you know they're they're lying on the. It's like this fish is actually in the credits. They're lying on the grass reading magazines. But when they see Cheryl approaching, they start doing crunches and push ups. And yeah. this bit where Cheryl's jogging past a hedge and she's actually impressed to see Jessica on the other side, look doing what looks like uh, pull ups on some sort of bar or you know outdoor gym system. But then yeah, Jessica. Yeah. Let's go one hand to wave, and we realize she's just standing on a bench, sort of going up and down. Yeah, and Lila is like panned out on said bench, just like reading a magazine. As well. yeah. <laughs> it's done very well. It is. So the montage ends, and we cut to the moon beach, and Winston serves uh, the girls, um, uh, or sorry, Jessica and Lila, mm. a big ice cream sundae each. But when Cheryl comes in, they push the the Sundays away but um, when Cheryl sits down with them she's impressed by their fitness regime (laughs) yeah I guess they're scamming their way through this workout actually worked Uh, because yeah she is impressed she says look you were very impressive today Uh, and Jessica's like enough to be in your video she's like we've even perfected our workout video smile (laughs) and her and Lila do a very funny kind of like cheesy kind of grinning (laughs) performance for Cheryl which I really enjoyed I have to say same Well, Cheryl's like, fine, if you want to be in it, be here tomorrow at nine o'clock and hands them over the production schedule. Um, but she says she's psyched to to know they have the stamina for it. And they're just like, what do you mean stamina? It's a 30 minute trimmer. Mm. Anyone could work out for 30 minutes and they'll leave enough time to catch the Brad Pitt Film Festival that's uh, playing down the multiplex. But the schedule suggests otherwise. Yeah, so they have a proper look at it when Cheryl leaves uh, and uh, Lila suddenly realises that according to the schedule, they're going to be working out for it. And she does a quick calculation on the gold calculator that she clearly just has with her at all times, which I'm a big fan of that detail, actually, for Lila. Same. She surmises that they'll actually be working out for 14 hours. Yikes. So they <laughs> click their fingers and Winston returns the Sundays they had spurned earlier. <laughs> it's great. It's this little kind of synchronized like finger snap and point that they do. <laughs> and then the Sundays appear again. It's like, okay, this is good. I actually am enjoying this like Jess and Lila double act. It's it's going well for me, I must say. <laughs> Same. Well, we cut to the Tribune office and Peter says that he and Liz are going up in the world. So they moved from the small ads to the personal ads. And next up mm. will be obituary says Liz and Peter's like oh people would die to get that job <laughs> but in fairness mm. even he cringes at his yeah. terrible chest <laughs> he at least recognises how bad his joke was mm. so he mocks the uh, the calibre of the ads he just thinks like the personal ads he thinks they're all really boring mm. so Liz offers him a challenge yeah she says all right like Mr. Creativity what would yours say uh, and he's like oh are you saying I need one and she's like no come on it's just for fun like I'll start you off you know ambitious intelligent male seeks and he's like okay okay hold on I can do this uh, so he goes Clark Kent seeks his lowest lane should be brainy reporter type good sense of humor likes Alan Bloom and of course he's getting more specific as he goes yeah. on and eventually he finishes out with you know maybe interested in going to dinner with me and like oh, in fairness Liz is quite clearly about to say she has a boyfriend but it's also yeah. the exact moment that fucking Todd walks in <laughs> Oh my god! And he's basically dressed like Bruce on the cover of uh, <laughs> of the last book. Oh god, he actually is. <laughs> he's got an awful set of white t-shirts and ill-fitting denims and a hideous leather jacket. 
Bad, bad buzz. <laughs> and he doesn't even say anything to Liz apart from, let's go. Oh, it's so and awkward. Like, there's no introductions, no nothing. It's literally like he walks in, says, let's go to Liz. And nobody says a word. And she just walks away. <laughs> like, it's yeah. desperate. It is. And she, she's pretty bad mm. in this. That's like, true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Todd just glares. So Liz just sort of scurries off and Todd glares <laughs> terrifyingly at Peter for a second before stomping off himself. Mm. We cut to the Tribune office the next day and Liz very pointedly, <laughs> this is really like, come on. Yeah. Because um, in fairness, she didn't tell Peter she had a boyfriend, which you would think she would have come up. Yeah, um, true. But like, but even if it didn't, this is such a weird way to be about it. <laughs> Because she just ostentatiously puts a picture of her and Todd on her desk. Imagine as an intern coming in and putting up a framed <laughs> picture of you and your boyfriend. Like, fuck off. What are you doing? Make the tea, will you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine what the, what the rest of the staff think of this? <laughs> They're all in the break room going, did you see what she's at? Oh, for fuck's sake. Who hired this girl? Lucy! <laughs> Get in here and explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Peter sees the picture, he's like, ooh, redecorating. And then he does apologize and says, mm. and this is fair enough. It's like, look, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. I'm sorry. And Liz says, ooh, I'm flattered. But, you know, Todd and I have been together for a long time. Um, and, uh, but then he says, like, he spoiled my briefly good opinion of him because he's like, <laughs> oh, I guess you're getting tired from that. You're ready for an upgrade. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, I know, and I guess this is probably what the Wikipedia blurb was alluding to. But like, he does kind of say it in like a jokey way. But again, True. it's like, come on, Peter! Like, th- this is quite clear. She's literally pulling out framed photos of them together. <laughs> I think you can take the hint. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's just like, look, I think it'll be better if we just keep our relationship strictly business. Mm. Um, so he's like, yeah, okay, like that's fine. Uh, so they decide to just get to work and and leave it at that. But it's so awkward, and they keep kind of oh. turning around to speak to each other at the same time. So it's just really like stilted and whatever kind of like flow or rhythm that they had before is just completely gone now. Yes. And it reaches the awkwardness reaches its peak when Liz drops a folder of uh, of papers. And when they both bend down to, to pick them up, their hands touch. And then Liz just goes, I can't do this. Like he's just declared his undying love for her. And She's pregnant friends. now. Oh, God. <laughs> She had the sad guitar plays and she just stomps off. Oh, she does just run off, not crying as far as we can tell. But no. yeah, like it's just like, okay, come it's on. More it was of awkward. Flounce. It's it is more of a flounce, that's right. But like, mm. yeah, it's 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 very dramatic, unnecessarily so. Oh, entirely unnecessary. Well, we cut to the Castadell Wakefield that a worried Jessica dressed in what I can only describe as a frilled nylon bed jacket. <laughs> The outfits are kind of amazing from um, Jess and Lila all the way through this episode. I think at one point, Jessica looks like she's dressed like one of the pink ladies. She's wearing like a pink <laughs> silk shirt with a little necktie. It's it's a great look. But I'm just like, where is she going? <laughs> I mean, this outfit is is truly like, is it a nighty? Is it your clothes? <laughs> I just do not know. Um, but uh, anyway, she can't face the prospect of 14 hours of mm working out for this video but Lila has a solution 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure how this is a solution exactly, but she says to Jess to take a chill pill because she's arranged five back-to-back sessions with Igor Svenlund or something like that. Svenlander, I thought Svenlander, it was. Svenlander, was that it? Okay, that he's a personal trainer to the stars, apparently. So mm. this is uh, the solution to all their problems. But Jessica's like, oh God, five back-to-back sessions. That sounds like a lot of work. And Lyle kind of Oh, it really does. She's got a point. But Lila's like, haven't you ever crammed for an exam? And Jessica's like, no. <laughs> and I did love that. <laughs> yeah. It's like some continuously good work here from Brittany. <laughs> well, Lila says uh, inexplicably that after one day with Igor, they'll be in the best shape of their lives. Now, some might say that if you don't do any exercise ever and then you do a shitload of it, <laughs> you will literally not be able to walk. Yeah. And lo, that will come to pass. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, that's it. Because as soon as she says that about them being in the best shape of their lives, it immediately kind of cuts to them, I guess, the following day or later that day. It's after their sessions anyway. And they're both just completely panned out on the floor in their workout gear. And neither of them can move at all. Yes. Lila says she's never been in so much pain. And Jessica says it's a small price to pay for you know the fame and fortune they believe that will come from being a backing exerciser <laughs> in a fitness video from a minor model. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, when Jessica says that it's a small price to pay, uh, Lila probably accurately says, you haven't seen Igor's bill. Yeah, and fair. <laughs> who should come in but Igor himself? Oh God, Igor. And with his, as my notes say, wandering accent. <laughs> oh, wandering all over Europe and beyond. <laughs> no idea where this man is supposed to be from, but he's uh, reminding them of the importance of the cool down exercises and that they're very, very important. Although he says it in his fucking thousand accents in one. Uh, that it's <laughs> very, very important. Mm-hmm. And Jessica kind of looks across. She's like, who's Betty? Uh, and apparently they haven't been able to understand a word he said uh, all day. Mm. Well, we uh, oh, she turns to Lila to ask her to pass her some water. Lila's fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is not the result they were hoping for. Well, we cut to the moon beach and the pool room. And Edith asks Liz why she hasn't been at the Tribune for the last few days. Apparently she's just been taking some time off. How the like, fuck does this internship work? I don't understand any of this. <laughs> because yeah, she's like, you haven't been there like the last two nights. Yeah, Liz's like, I'm just taking some time off. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> taking time off it. But anyway, Enid is like, oh, why? And Liz is like, oh, I'm just, I'm so confused. Uh, and Enid says, shoot. So Liz kind of goes, oh, there's someone at the Tribune who, and Enid's like, no, no, I mean, it's your turn. Shoot, because they're playing pool, of course. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, there is that. But uh, yeah, thankfully, Shred enters. <laughs> With the chia pot, pet. And he says, oh, it was touch and go, but he pulled through like a champ. And then <laughs> hands him over and says, any complications, feel free to call Dr. Shred, chia pet vet. <laughs> Oh, and he then points out that apparently the little guy likes Pearl Jam, the early years. (laughs) (laughs) I love Shred. He's so great. I'm so charmed by him. (laughs) Well, Enid says, you know, it's weird how someone could come into your life out of nowhere. And then you realize you're like on the exact same wavelength and she's gazing at Shred. But behind her, Liz uh, can only agree. 
Yeah, so Enid continues and she's like, you know, you've all the same interests and you just know that you could talk to them about anything. And Liz kind of chimes in and she's like, and you can't get them off your mind no matter what you do. And he's like, yeah, exactly. But it's quite clear that Liz is talking about Peter. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Enid turns to her and she's like, you know, just like you and Todd, you're perfect for each other. So, of course, this cues up the sad music uh, for for Liz to go, yeah, me and Todd, all wistful. (laughs) Because, of course, her and Todd are a fucking nightmare. (laughs) I was, my notes do say, have you met them? When Enid says, like, you and Todd. Like, especially this season, they seem to have nothing in common. He's always surly or ignoring her or just getting (laughs) her to do stupid rituals for his basketball. Like, they have nothing in common whatsoever. This is it. And literally the last scene that they were in together, like Enid and Todd and Liz, was Liz and Todd rowing by the lockers and Ina just kind of like staying out of it and going to her locker to look at her little Gia pet. <laughs> it's like, literally the last time you saw them together, they were arguing. So it's like, yeah. they're a disaster of a couple lately, let's be honest. Oh, I mean, they can't break up too soon. For me, I have to say. <laughs> well, then we cut to a booth at the Moon Beach and Todd is giving a very boring, detailed description of basketball moves that I can only compare to my... 10-year-old London nephews explaining what they did at their football camp and who moved where and who scored a goal and like you're trying to be interested but oh you just can't quite muster it yeah like he's drawing a fucking diagram and everything with his little pencil on the serviette and it's just like oh my god this just looks absolutely excruciating but like Liz is clearly not listening and I can't blame her but uh, she does kind of go she's less polite than I would be with children But she does at one point go, yeah, that's great, Todd. She's like, oh my God, this is over yet. (laughs) Well, uh, then who should come in but Peter? And is like, I need to talk to you. It's important. And Todd drags his eyes away from his basketball diagrams and is like, oh, bet it is. But of course, Liz doesn't even apologize. Todd just goes off with Peter. Oh, to be fair, she was probably just looking for any excuse to get away from that conversation. I can't really blame her for being rude there, to be honest. True, true. <laughs> but yeah, they kind of move across to the counter um, of the Moon Beach. And uh, yeah, Peter says that Liz hasn't returned any of his calls, but apparently Lucy gave them their own story. Uh, and Peter's been covering for Liz for the last few days somehow. Oh my is he just like, how does this a- work? <laughs> is he putting on a blonde wig and he's just like, hello, Lucy. <laughs> Or what kind of shoddy intern is Liz? Like, she's not even turning up. Look at She hasn't even turned up the last couple of days. It's outrageous, carry on, really, from everybody involved. I had to take a break. Did you? From what? Like, Jesus Christ, it's a bit awkward, so get over it, like. Oh, my God. Um... So, uh, yeah, he actually has uh, proper news, though, even though she's <laughs> hasn't been returning his calls or, you know, doing any, like, give, like telling anybody where she is. She mm. doesn't even deserve this news, but can you share it? Yeah, so he says that Lucy has given them their own story to work on um, and that she wants them to work on this assignment together. So uh, Liz, instead of being excited about this, is like, oh, it's not a good idea after what happened. And Peter's like, look, forget about that. This is what we've been waiting for. Like, do you want to be stuck writing classifieds for the rest of your life? Uh, which is a fairly good point, because obviously they've been working through, you know, they've been making progress of a sort, considering they've you know started at the classifieds and worked their way up to 
to, I don't know, personal ads and now they're actually ridiculously getting their own story to work on. Um, yes. So it's I fair mean, for him to expect ridiculous. Liz to be a bit more excited than she actually is. But uh, yeah, he kind of makes that point about, you know, did you want to be stuck writing stupid things yeah. anyway for the rest of your life and kind of walks away. But it's, it's all quite clear because Liz keeps kind of glancing over to Todd during this whole exchange and it's like, you know, Todd is clearly holding her back or or like she's just kind of not letting herself go for this properly. Um, yeah. So yeah, Peter's just like, all right, whatever, and does just walk out and can't really blame him for that either. No, actually can't. So we cut to the video shoot and a sort of annoying director who is like meant to be comic relief, but it's just, it's just not working. Oh God, he's, yeah, he's this very kind of camp, highly strung, inexplicably also wearing workout gear. Yeah, uh, I don't know where they're going for like um, what's your man Richard Simmons like that I kind of a vibe. Wrote Russell Simmons, but Russell Simmons. It. No, it's no, it is Richard. It is Richard. Simmons. Okay, Russell, Russell Simmons is very different. Okay, Russell Simmons is the founder of Def Jam Records. Oh, different guy entirely. Very different vibe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Richard Simmons. We're thinking of the same person. We are, we are. We got there. <laughs> so I thought this guy was going to be in it, but he is mm. not. He is the director. No, he's the director, just shouting at everybody, yeah. Well, an exhausted Lila and Jessica in their snazzy uh, workout gear hmm. stagger onto the set. And Jessica's all kind of hunched up on one side <laughs> um, because of after after Igor or Igor's uh, ministrations. But she says it's worth it because there'll be celebs after this video. And Lila rightly points out it's an exercise video. We're not going on Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> very fair point. <laughs> But then the director tells them to do a sort of a, I guess, a warm up move. Yeah. And it does not go well. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like this kind of a stretch. They have to bend down, basically, to follow Cheryl because they're there in the background. There's like two or three other girls as well in the back, at least. So poor Cheryl's video <laughs> will be fine uh, because Jess and Lila pretty much immediately throw their backs out uh, when they stretch down. They can't pull themselves back up again. Uh, yes. So it, it just immediately goes wrong for them. Um, and the director yells for some guy called Ralph. Who saved the day? <laughs> and he's a burly goon. He's a he literally dude. sort of unfolds Jessica, throws her over his shoulder, and then picks up Lila as well and carries up the mouth off, one on each shoulder, while one of them says, Watch the spandex, Buster, which I love. Yeah, I think Lila is like, Put me down. Do you think Kate Moss puts up with this? <laughs> And then and also then does ask to be dropped off at the Brad Pitt Film Festival. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cheryl looks world weary as yeah. well she might. Fair, yeah. Well, we cut to the Tribune where a nervous Liz and Peter await Lucy's verdict. Apparently she's reading, reading their piece right now. And mm. Peter says, every good reporter knows you have to be patient. But then he's like, oh, but I can't take it anymore. And then thrilling strings play as Lucy turns up but says congratulations oh god yeah she says she's approving the article and they both did an excellent job and she kind of makes a point of saying look you both make you make quite the team uh, so she's very impressed with them both uh, so they're delighted um, but yeah so Liz then is very thankful to Peter because she's like I can't believe I almost gave up on this and he's like yeah but you didn't she's like yeah thanks to you oh we did it and they had this big hug but it quite quickly goes from like you know friendly hug to like oh no is there something <laughs> more here <laughs> They sort of put, Liz sort of pulls away from him and mm. makes it really fucking awkward. So awkward! Now you've got your face an inch from his face. It's like, how else was this going to go? And you're just staring at him <laughs> dramatically. 
Um, and then it freezes as the sad guitar plays. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. We're getting uh, multiple episode story arcs, it seems like, with this season. So the uh, Liz and Peter saga continues. <laughs> it sure does. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about that because Peter does look a bit. 40 and uh, is <laughs> I guess he's not as charmless as Todd like the bar well, has the been thing. set so low the bar is in hell like let's be real here like Peter at least makes jokes however terrible they might be but it like it makes him more charming by default than current Todd at least true and in fairness he's got some manners like mm. even when Lucy gives them their you know their uh their 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 I don't even know how to describe it. I guess approves their article, accepts mm. their article. Yeah. He says like, oh, you know, we really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. Yeah. Which True. For all his, to... weird, his weird insubordination <laughs> earlier on in the episode, he did kind of, yeah, redeem himself somewhat there. Yeah. And, uh, and he covered for Liz when she just fucked up yeah. for three days. <laughs> just Peter doing like a home alone over on Liz's desk. <laughs> some kind of a mannequin rigged up to his elbows. <laughs> typing away <laughs> next to looking at the Todd photo going oh Todd <laughs> it checks out that's like oh yeah Liz typical <laughs> well Pi Beta Alpha Sisters what did you think of Imperfectly Fish uh, what are your thoughts on Alan Bloom do you have any <laughs> is it <laughs> Do you find it as odd as I do that the teenage Liz is weirdly into what is essentially a kind of cranky old man or am I, am I misinterpreting all the reports on him? Um, do you love Shred? Did you have a Chia pet? <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us everything. Well, we always love hearing from you. You know we are on Twitter at SVHpodcast. You can send us an email at SVHpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram too, where, uh, yeah, there was some shred appreciation. Uh, Kai did said, strong Breckenmire in Clueless vibes from your depictions of shred. And he is very much very Travis much. Birkenstock from yes. Clueless very much in that mould of 90s dude. Pippi <laughs> mm. uh, Ann Shirley, now she was one of many people who found who had difficulties listening to last week's episode so we hope you all got it sorted out now. Um, but Pippi Ann Shirley revealed um, the the truth about the sort of the the extreme sports folk of the 90s and their adoring fans. <laughs> yeah, so she uh, explains that in high school I actually knew puck bunnies which apparently is a hard term for the girls who responded to the patriarchal idea of who would be attracted to the male alphadom of the hockey world uh, this was in a Canadian town with the leading western hockey league team uh, so and a lot of the younger players still went to high school which seems kind of wild that high school students would be I guess professional athletes too like how the fuck yes. does that work <laughs> Lord. But um, yeah, so uh, specifically the semester system high school. Uh, oh, yes. And she knows that they, the superstitious athletes would absolutely be susceptible to both such research and facts. So all this kind of like superstition ritual stuff definitely was something that people fell victim to. God love them. And God oh. love everybody you have to be, put up with them. Put because. <laughs> Yeah. Maria Teresa of Biblioteca said I knew y'all would love Shred so excited to be in the Shred era he's so <laughs> enjoyable and so 90s he really is <laughs> he so is <laughs> and also 
basically Maria Teresa said what we were all thinking said also I can't stop thinking about Todd asking Liz to spray Pepsi in his face it sounds like some kind of fetish it sounds like it and it looked like it when we were watching it because like she literally sticks his face up to hers with a can of Pepsi he was like spray it in my face oh my god quite sinister now is not the time Todd Jesus It's also very demanding about it in a way one would hope one's romantic partner was not in a public place. Very true. I did enjoy um, news from Nihon said that the description of Lila's padded dressing gown and curlers, because that was such a look, oh uh, was giving her major, the loss of my wealthy fifth husband is so tragic, so tragic vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it was very that. Really, really was. I mean... And we loved it. Um, and we love you, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters. We really, really appreciate you um, supporting us uh, through your membership of Headstuff Plus. You are the, the wind beneath our wings, of course. And thank you to all the new members. We've got quite a few recently. So uh, thank you all. We hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, we're we're really enjoying doing it. And, you know, we thought we, we didn't have high hopes for this season, I think it's fair to say. But... I mean, it's, it's to be fair, even back at the start of season one, who would have thought we'd still be doing this? Like, <laughs> a year, two years later, like getting stuck into season three, absolutely living for shred, like just wonders <laughs> we'll never cease, honestly. You just never know what's going to happen with this fucking show. <laughs> you really don't. And I mean, based on the episode description for next week, anything could true or next episode, anything mm. could happen. Uh, because I said earlier that they are getting their pun game uh, back. And I'll tell you that the next episode is called The Man of My Screams. Wonderful. Oh my God. Like that is that is setting expectations high now, I will say. <laughs> now, it does say in, um, in Wikipedia that this episode aired on September, the six, September 16th, 1996. Ah, the week I turned 21. Oh, and- <laughs> And the week that Peter probably turned 42. <laughs> but I thought... Could... His daughter turned 21 that weekend as well. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> but until, uh, before I checked the, the... I noticed the date, I thought, oh, wow, is this going to be the Halloween episode? Because, you know, Man of My Screams. Oh, very Halloween-y title, but I don't think it is, in fact, a Halloween episode. I wonder, no, not based... Halloween episodes, or was that just like a... I think that could have been a glorious one off. I'm just looking at the episodes that aired on 28th of October Mm. and November 4th and they definitely don't look... They're not Halloween-y at all. No. I will say that... I'm sorry, go on. Oh no, I was going to say, we do get like Christmas episodes though in December, so that's something. Oh, ready, steady, or ready, set, snow. Hmm. Oh, and, oh wow. Oh, (laughs) I think we've just read the same thing there for that episode. I think we have. I don't... I'll just say a Christmas carol. Oh my god, I love it. They've done a wonderful lifetime for a Christmas carol. So we'll get to that in like, uh, I don't know, six months or so. I mean, well, it'll be before Christmas. Oh, it? Actually, maybe it'll be. Hmm. It might be one of those times where things work out really weirdly well for us in terms of timing <laughs> and this bonus series. And it's like, oh, Christmas episodes happening at Christmas time. That is very unlikely, but you never know. Well, you know that we have had those synergy uh, between moments between the this uh, the Pi Beta Alpha uh, episodes and the main feed, and I have to say it has happened again because we have Liz doing this implausible internship <laughs> at the Tribune, 
and we have Jessica and Elizabeth doing a much, much more implausible <laughs> internship <laughs> at a fictional London newspaper. Oh my god. In the main feed. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because, oh my god, I, I'm just going to say now, I have read the book. Okay. I got in there early because actually oh, there was a I had a moment of panic like oh my god what if it's off none of the Kindle as well yeah, yeah. I had we checked burned ones now <laughs> I can't rely on anything now I'm kind of I'm troubled by this because trust I, no one <laughs> I really did think that uh, that the la- that they were all on on the mm. Kindle so maybe they're like taking some of them off randomly. No. <laughs> So until you know, just in case we need to do another courier situation, I thought I'd check. <laughs> and oh boy, is it on the Kindle? And I think this is worth if you have access to this book, it is worth reading it before the ex- the episode because otherwise I think you might constantly be thinking, surely they are making that up. That is insane. <laughs> but we won't be making anything up. Oh God. <laughs> Karen hasn't read it yet. I'm so I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm 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 Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I'm gonna need a shit ton of speed to get through this episode because there is a lot. Oh um I'll just say that, you know, for characters who literally witnessed <laughs> a, at least one murder and almost got murdered themselves. Ooh. Uh, they are very keen to start, you know, investigating murders. <laughs> There's it's... no such thing as PTSD when you're a Wakefield. Well, I have to say I'm sad to announce that, uh, you know, we've had a bit of continuity over the course of this recent trilogy where they mm. are acknowledging the events of the late lamented Margot era. Oh. And I'm afraid they have completely forgotten it now. No! <laughs> The cheek of them. I know. So, listeners, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, thank you again. We will see you in the main feed next week. Oh my God. <laughs> when the twins encounter love and death in London. Holy shit. I'm so fucking excited for this, genuinely. Like, it's going to get so fucking weird. The wheels are coming off, listeners. <laughs> we're there for that wild ride. Oh boy. <laughs> and we will see you back here in the relative sanity of the <laughs> I beat Alpha Clubhouse in two weeks' time when we find out what happens when possibly Elizabeth or possibly Jessica. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Somebody encounters the man of my screams. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.